Good morning, everyone. I'm thrilled to be here this morning with Craig Levy. I wanted to let Craig introduce himself. He and I have become friends and have started to work together a lot. Craig's an employment law attorney, and actually, this has been a relationship that has grown over the last few years, and we're going to talk about why today. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm a partner at Bennett & Belfort. We're in Cambridge. I live here in Boston. A um, little bit about my background. I grew up in Toronto. I graduated high school there. Went to Hobart College, played hockey there. Lived in Manhattan and Vancouver for a little bit, and then ended up in Boston where I went to law school. And funny story, when I was in my second year of law school, I was looking for a job. And that's how I ended up at Ben and Belfort. I got a, a second year internship in the summer. Oh, interesting. And I moved into the office there the day after the bar exam. So that was about 12 years ago. And a little bit about our practice. So Ben and Belfort, we specialize in employment law. So it really breaks down into sort of two buckets. There's the litigation and then there's counseling. Litigation is exactly what you think. We file lawsuits on behalf of individuals and companies for contract disputes, you know, commission issues, discrimination, sexual harassment, retaliation. And then on the counseling side, which is I think what we're going to cover a little bit today, is more so contract review. Reviewing contracts, you know, when an individual starts with, with a company and then reviewing contracts at sort of the, the back end to figure out, you know, is there any liability there? before they move to a new company. So that's sort of the, the counseling piece of our practice. Sure, that's awesome, thank you. And yeah, we've become friends. We, You and my husband both were big in the hockey world right. at the same right. time. But like I said, our relationship has grown throughout the last couple of years, really. And I've leaned on you a lot and given you out or your information out a lot as a resource for agents um, that we've talked to because what the climate of contracts has changed within the real estate industry in a big way in the last three to five years. Everyone does business differently and some of these are just basic business practices, but what I think is important is just the education piece. Um, so like I said, we've gone back and forth a lot over probably the last two years as contracts have started to come up, right. but these contracts have been really growing, we said maybe the past three to five years, the different way of doing them. So at Gibson Sotheby's International Realty, we see our partnerships with our agents almost like a marriage. It's like if someone doesn't want to be in this, it's not worth it um, to us. And we're more traditional that way. I think that that's really how the industry operated for a long time, it, decades really. And I'm not speaking for everyone, but it was more common to just say, you're, we're, we're in a business relationship, a partnership, and if someone doesn't want to be in it, we're going to go our separate ways. Now, there's new things and tools that people have used to incentivize agents to join their firms that have become very popular over the last three to five years that have kind of moved away from that practice, right? So people, they want to make a move, an agent wants to make a move, and they look and they don't realize what they signed for a contract because they were used to that more traditional right. contract that was more of a, really a handshake. If you want to be here, great. And if you don't, that's okay. We might not be for everyone. And so that's where we've growing our relationship and where I've kind of sent people to. And it's it's really good for someone to get an education. But what I'm fearful of is everyone's getting an education after they sign the contract. So I would love today for you to walk us through some things that people should be looking out for um, and just things that you're seeing, that like some of the trends that we're seeing, because I think it's only fair to make sure that that education is sort of proactively out there because it, it really stinks to be getting it after you sign on the dotted line. <laughs> right. No, that's absolutely true. So there are certain brokerage that sort of create what I call golden handcuffs, right? So most sort of agents, regardless of what brokerage they're at, they, they're getting a commission and there may be some marketing dollars or something along those lines. Other brokerages will create what are called incentive splits. So in addition to your commission 
And in addition to marketing dollars, there may be a two to 10% incentive split. Now, the issue that that creates is on the back end when that agent is thinking about leaving or, which I hate, when they've already left, there's sort of a disaffiliation repayment. Mm-hmm. So, so they get hit with an invoice, right? So in essence, what the contract that they've signed, sometimes they've read, sometimes they have not, has said to the extent that you leave our brokerage, any incentive splits within the last one year or two year period, depending on the contract, you have to repay. So to your point, you know, I often get involved in really two cases. One is my preferred choice is the agent comes to me and says, hey, I signed this contract a year ago, two years ago. I'm thinking of leaving. Let's discuss the contract. Help me understand what it says. And what is my potential exposure if I were to leave? The second time, which I don't like as much, is when they've already left and they've been hit with that invoice, right? Because then you don't have as much leverage. You've already left. You're sort of pot committed to some extent. So what I tend to do is, and you and I have discussed this a little bit over the last few years, is I love to sit down with people before they leave and, and say, all right, over the last two years, what have you brought in? What are those incentive splits? What are the marketing dollars that are at stake? And then should you choose to leave tomorrow, this is what your potential exposure is. But when we meet at that point, we can plan for the future, right? So I can say, look, what what deals do you have coming down the pipeline? What are are the marketing dollars that you spend? Because the more time that passes, often based on the contract, you owe less. So let's time it so that your exposure is a lot less. Mm -hmm. That's, That's what I try to do. Unfortunately, I get a lot of calls from people who've already left the company, right? So employees in general, and I think real estate agents are no exception, sometimes they're impulsive. They see a big signing bonus and they jump at the opportunity without doing their homework. What I always say is before you take that jump, take a step back, review your current contract. But if they haven't done that, then I'm in the situation where we're saying, all right, the invoice for incentive splits is X. The invoice for marketing dollars is why. Let's try to chisel that down a little bit. Maybe I can get involved and try to create leverage or to negotiate that number down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, that's more of the after conversation, which is harder, I imagine. Let's kind of go to they haven't signed yet, right? That's really ideal. What kind of questions should agents be asking before they join? I just think this is so new. Uh, For you, it's probably super obvious. But like I said, I think a lot of people just have assumed these contracts are all basically the same. And there is a lot more to that. They're certainly not. I mean, so every brokerage, as you know, has kind of their own identity. Mm -hmm. Some are more family oriented. Others, it's it's literally just a transaction, Mm -hmm. right? So most of the issues stem from that latter group, which is it's just a transaction. But what I tell all my clients, whether they're real estate agents or not, is you want to get a feel for the company, right? Do they pass the vibe check? Mm -hmm. So it's not just, all right, I'm going to review the contract with an attorney or my spouse or whatever to read that. It's get a flavor for how they operate. Are people leaving all the time? Are, are Are they burning bridges? You want to know that because that's kind of a look a look into the future with what you're going to be dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. So it's review the contract. I always say, can you speak with people who work there now and people who have left to get a sense for what's the leadership like? Do they treat you as part of the family or are you just sort of an object to them, right? And then you need to hone in on the contract. And within that contract, there are certain terms that are going to be unique to you. Your commission split might be different. You know, the the one-year term, the two-year term, et cetera, might be unique to you. If there's an incentive split, that's probably unique to you, as are the marketing dollars. So those sort of things 
you want to look at to see if there's any leverage for you to negotiate there. But then there's the second part of the contract, which is pretty standard for that particular brokerage that they give to all the agents, right? So there might be boilerplate legal language, like, you know, mm-hmm. should there be a dispute, it's governed by Massachusetts law. Maybe there's an arbitration provision, right? So rather than going into court, we're going to arbitrate. Those type of things are standard for the brokerage and less, you know, unique to the individual. Okay. Can you walk me through just what what details does an agent contract typically include? Because you're we're sort of hitting that, but like just really high level. What are they even looking to negotiate? Yeah. So what you can negotiate is is really the commission, the incentive split, and the marketing dollars. Those are really the three things that you can negotiate. But it all comes down to leverage, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are somebody who's bringing in a lot of revenue, you have a really good reputation, perhaps you have a social media presence, then the, the people on the other side of the table are going to be more inclined to negotiate that with you. So mm-hmm. whenever I'm chatting with a client when they're assessing an offer, I'm always saying, what's your leverage? Go back to them with this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second half of that contract, as I mentioned, those boilerplate provisions, most brokerages, they don't want to change those. because. Right. Their corporate attorney spent a ton of time drafting those. Unless they're critical to you as an individual, it's not worth going back Mm -hmm. and trying to negotiate those. Mm -hmm. So you need to pick your battles because even if you have a ton of leverage, you know, HR and legal at these brokerages, they're not going to, in most cases, part ways or change that language. Okay. Yeah. And what about, I know in Massachusetts, non-competes are really... I don't know. I've heard that they're not like, what, what do you see with that? With an, if someone has Yeah. A so, so non-competes are a big, you know, deal in the employment law world, right? The, the whole landscape shifted in October of 2018. Massachusetts passed a new law regarding non-competes as to who they can apply to, what needs to be in writing, you know, garden leave, things like that. I don't see a lot of non-competes in real estate contracts. Yeah. I just don't. And, you know, in Massachusetts, we have, um, certain requirements with respect to real estate agents, right? So there was a, a critical case in 2015 that the Supreme Judicial Court came down with, the highest court in Massachusetts, saying the independent contractor statute, saying whether you're an employee or an independent contractor statute, real estate agents are independent contractors. They're allowed to be called independent contractors. So in other words, you know, where an employee gets certain benefits like uh, workers' compensation insurance, Um, unemployment insurance, paid time off, things like that. Independent contractors don't get that. And that's fine in Massachusetts if you're a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. You can be classified as an independent contractor. Okay. Yeah. And then in terms of, I know we touched on incentive splits and we've seen that increase. Obviously, the market has been crazy and there's been companies trying to grow. Are you still seeing that same amount of incentive splits? Like, What are we seeing right now? Yeah, so I'm still seeing, over the last three to four years, I've seen a lot of issues on incentive splits. I think some of the brokerages over the last year have received bad press for for the clawbacks, right? So you've got the incentive splits and the marketing dollars, and they've been going after agents uh, very aggressively for these dollars, and they've received a lot of bad press over that. So I think what I plan on seeing over the next couple of years is fewer issues with incentive splits because... The brokerages aren't including those anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you signed a contract back in 2020, 2021, even early 2022, it's probably going to have incentive splits in it with certain brokerages. So I'm still dealing with those issues. But as time progresses, right, from 2022 on, a lot of those contracts won't have the incentive split language. So I'm not going to have to deal with that. 
because right. they're not going to be present in the in the contract. It could be because people are getting more educated on it as well, too. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, that's not really what I see too often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think that was, like, I, I said it at the beginning, but just the main driver. Like, I think if we could get this, edu- this education out there and the information to people to just look at what they're signing, the hyperlinks, the... Because it's, it's, it's not great for you. It's not great for your clients. Right. It's not great for anybody if you're tied to something that you don't want to be involved in. It's just not a good situation. Well, I sound like a broken record on a daily basis when I talk about these issues because I always say read your contract, read your contract, right. understand what you're signing. So many people, and it's just human nature, right? You get this contract put in front of you. You're excited about starting somewhere new. You're like, I'm now going to be making X amount. And you're, you want to move forward. You don't want to cause any issues. But the stuff that's in that contract is going to be an issue in the future. Right. So you need to take a step back and you can hire an employment law attorney like me, or if you totally understand it, then, you know, just make sure you understand what you're signing because it could pose a real problem for you on the back end when you're trying to leave. Yeah. I mean, not to be cynical, but it, it, it's like a marriage. Like everyone says, nobody wants to do Absolutely. a prenup, but at the same time, it's like, do you want the state to decide for you or do you want to decide and, 50% of people are going to end up like, you don't want to think about that when you're getting married, but it, it's the same thing. It's, oh, there's yeah. a lot of excitement at the beginning. You're making a move. There might be a lot of money or whatever it might look like. You know, it's a new shiny object and there's these tools or whatever it might be, but it's like, let's make sure we're covering our bases just in case maybe it's the best thing for you and you're in it forever, but never, it never hurts to be prepared. So when I'm meeting with clients, I always plan for the worst. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll be discussing, You're an attorney. Issues. That's I'll what be you discussing <laughs> issues with them and, and I'm bringing it and then they think I'm like this Debbie Downer. Right. Because I'm bringing up all these negative issues and I'm, and I'm saying to them, I pray that everything goes well. Right. I don't want any issues. And, and in the vast majority of the cases, that's what happens. But every once in a while, you know, ish hits the fan and here we are in court. Right. So I need to plan for that. And I want you to be aware of it because yeah. that way you can go into the relationship with eyes wide open. And there's no surprises. For you know, sure. I hate when a client comes back to me and says, wow, this is this happened and I had no clue that was going to happen. Yeah. I want to prepare you for all those types of situations. Right. Right. That way you're not surprised by it. You can prepare for it and you can identify these issues if they start happening. Right. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, if you're in a meeting in a, and your supervisor says something that kind of raises a red flag, I want to prepare you for how to respond to that mm-hmm. so that, you know, you're, there's a paper trail, everything's documented. And there's no issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the big takeaways are there's kind of three times that you're going to be reaching out. Best case scenario is you haven't signed anything yet and you need someone to review. You're a great person to review. Right. You've seen a lot of this. Middle cases, you're planning on making a move. You've already signed something, but you want someone to review it. Not great, but you're still there for them and right. you've dealt with it probably more than anything else is you already made a move. You know, there's an entire department of disassociation after you and you know we're going to do some damage control i want to make sure that everyone knows where to find you if that if that if they find themselves in any of those situations and hopefully it becomes more and more proactive the first the first right time. right yeah and just to touch base on that there's there's three forks in the road as you mentioned right there's the let's review the contract early which mm-hmm. i love then there's the i'm thinking of leaving but i've already signed the contract there could be issues and then, then there's the I've left and I have an invoice in my hand, mm-hmm. which is not ideal. But yeah, I can be found uh, at Bennett and Belfort, our website. I'm also active on social media. So TikTok, the employment lawyer Uh-oh. on TikTok. I talk a lot about 
employment issues on a daily basis. And then Instagram and, and LinkedIn, I'm pretty active as well. And you have great information on there. Um, is there anything else major on this topic that you want to make sure people take away today? I just do your homework, right? It, it sounds cliche, but do your homework. You want to go into the situation with eyes wide open. So take an hour and review your contract before you decide to leave companies. It, it prevents so many problems in the future. So just do your homework before you make the decision to leave or before you make join. the decision to right. join, right? What's funny is having you on here, like there's, we're not implying that there's anything not, it's just a way of practicing business. It's just more, let's get educated on that. This, the climate has changed. And what's funny is like, we have you on, we recommend it. We want people to talk to you. We're like, please, like, because we're, like I said, we're more, it's a little bit of a different model for us, but either way, like we want people to have representation. We want them to feel confident. So I think that this should not be taken negatively at all. It's just the best thing you can do is just reach out to someone. So, you know, you have your own resource. It's just like in a home sale. You know, it, nobody expects there to be anything negative or any, like, it's just, you need to have representation. You need an attorney on yeah. your side to review everything you're signing. You don't want to not understand it. And if it's not something you do every day, which none of this is, right? Whether it's buying a home or joining companies or buying a company or whatever you're doing, those that's why attorneys are here because they look at these things every single day. Um, so I think that this is, I hope this is really helpful for people. And you can help anybody in the country where like what's your coverage? yeah so i'm licensed in massachusetts so yep. the vast majority of my clients are here mm -hmm. if somebody's in a different state i will tend to refer them to an attorney someone like myself in that state okay i just think it's personally better to be to be local to be sure. boots on the ground so to speak if there's any litigation but to your point i mean it's it's not a personal thing right it's not like you know this brokerage we're against them or this one it's the brokerages have attorneys that are preparing their documents and then the individual gets an opportunity to review it and respond. Both parties should want to go into this relationship with eyes wide open. With right? representation. It's, right. Mm -hmm. and, and when there's ambiguities, that causes problems and distrust. Let's just go into the relationship knowing exactly what to expect. And then, you know, hopefully things go well. That's great. I know a lot of our listeners are Sotheby's International Realty agents all over the country. That's why I want to make sure that they know. They could still reach out. They can check you out on TikTok. Absolutely. Um, but if there's, you know, if you have a chance to refer them. But you've also been looking at contracts that are national contracts Correct. or national brands. Um, yep. So you're a great resource no matter what. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here. I think we covered really high level, but that's all that we can really do. I think everything from here is really individual. So we want to make sure people are reaching out directly if they need that information. But I hope, hope, hope that we are helping people to look at something ahead of time versus after the fact, because it's just a good practice in all things in life. But these contracts are new and I want to just, if we're helping one agent from this, this conversation. Yeah, read your contract. Yeah, That's exactly. So thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And I will be sure to include Craig's information here. And of course, reach out to me if you want to get in touch with him and I'm happy to do that. Thank you. Thank you.